God's path for all of us has been laid out and he knows where we're all going. And as much as we'd like to be in control of that, no, this is my direction. Well, sure enough, God's going to step in the way and say, no, I'm going to put this turn before you. That's how it is for our seminarians who are studying to be the future priests of our Catholic Church here in the United States. Joining me today is Deacon Justin Echeverria. He is going to be helping us understand exactly that path forward and how it can look different for each individual seminarian. Good morning, Deacon Justin. Thank you so much for joining us today. Morning. Good to be back. So before we talk about the different paths that, Mm -hmm. you know, every seminarian's journey can possibly take, there are some things that are pretty constant for each one of them and that they're going to high school just with their own families. And then there's college years and then there's the seminary years as they Mm -hmm. lead into the priesthood. How long of a process is that? Just that kind of from college through seminary to priesthood. Yeah, so the the process itself varies on the guy. So it could range from, you know, around six years to maybe nine or ten. Okay. You know, for example, if a guy is coming fresh out of high school, it's going to be a bit of a longer process than it was for me who came after after going to college. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, why would that be? Uh, it would seem to be that if they were focusing their education right from the earliest start of formation to when they become priests, why is that a longer process versus somebody who's gone to college, already has a bachelor's degree in, in a discipline? Yeah. So it's it's required of all men who would like to become priests, academically speaking, that they must have both philosophy and theology in their education. And, and specifically philosophy before going to theology. If you're coming fresh out of high school, well, you need to get your college degree. So we have some seminaries have what's called a college seminary, which specifically is a seminarian who is completing his undergraduate degree and will be in philosophy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And then in my case, it's a, it's a more unique situation where if a guy already has gone to college and it doesn't matter what he studies, it could be, I studied history, it could be literature, biology, psychology, whatever. You already have a college degree, so you wouldn't go to a college seminary. You already have your undergrad. So the seminary, depending where you go, has this program called pre-theology. And I believe that might, that might change, the, the name might change uh, over the next few years with the, with the change of seminary formation. But it was a pre-theology. It was a two-year philosophy program for guys like me. You come either fresh out of college or, in my case, college, worked a few years, and then went to seminary, where they bring you up to speed with, uh, with philosophy. And then some uh, seminaries like Mount Angel offer guys, you can either do a certificate of completion or they offer a Master of Arts in Philosophy. So you'd prefer- wow. also pursue a, a philosophy degree. It's a lot. (laughs) It is a lot. Do you ever look back at the different degrees? I mean, all of the education that you have and you're still in the process of it. Do you look back and go, wow, I've been to a lot of classes over the last few years. (laughs) I thought I was done with school when I graduated from college in 2014. (laughs) Right. I think so. But uh, for so many, though, that once you are in the seminary and your theology programs, you're actually doing what you had Mm-hmm. really hope to do. So it doesn't always necessarily feel like I'm in school, reading, studying, doing papers. You're doing a lot more than that. Yeah. Seminary is when you walk on campus of a seminary for, for the most part, they're all, they're all unique in, uh, in, in their own sort of, sort of way. 
you know, it has a college university feel, academically speaking. Mm -hmm. Yes, you do have classes, lectures, papers, projects, but you also have what you wouldn't necessarily have at uh, your average college nowadays, uh, depending, where we have a very um, structured schedule of morning prayer with the community, morning mass, then you have class for certain hours of the day, and everyone's schedule can vary. And then, of course, you have the community meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, evening prayer before dinner. And then, you know, usually the pockets of the day and the evenings are free for for you to study. Or if we're studying a lot, you take a nap. (laughs) And then at least once a week, you're assigned a ministry assignment off campus. Okay. uh, Where you go either serve at a, that can really vary. It It could be sacramental prep. It could be working at a food pantry. Uh, helping out at a parish. Uh, it, it really could vary, but there's a lot that offers a seminary. And so the, the life is not really static. It's it's quite dynamic. It's, a, it's not a boring life. Oh, well, we are glad for that. Joining us today, I am speaking with Deacon Justin Echeverria. We're talking about what the process is for our seminarians as they journey towards the priesthood. Mm-hmm. How many seminaries are there in the United States? I wish I could give you an exact number, but there's seminaries all over the country. Really? Yes. In, in this archdiocese, most people think of, of course, Mount Angel. That's that's exactly the seminary in our in our in our in our archdiocese. And I went there for philosophy. I'm an alum, class of 2019. Um, but you have, you know, just just to name a couple. You have, you know, for example, you know, St. John's in L.A. You have Mundelein in Illinois. You have Archbishop Sample went to the Josephinum, which is in Ohio. Uh, you have. Notre Dame Seminary in Louisiana, and and there's Moreau Seminary where the Holy Cross uh, seminarians go, which is right across the lake from Notre Dame. So there's seminaries all over. Now, does a Portland guy have an option to go to any single one of these seminaries? It depends on the bishop and the diocese relationship with the seminary. So, for example, if you study to be a seminarian for this archdiocese for Portland and Oregon, there are four seminaries. Okay. I think we might be familiar with them. They mm-hmm. are. So you have, of course, Mount Angel. Okay. You have Bishop White up in Spokane. Okay. And then they are connected to Gonzaga University. Mm-hmm. So okay. they live, maybe, I don't remember, remember if it's across the street or it's very close, but you live at Bishop White, you receive your seminary formation there, but then you walk, you don't receive your academic training there. You You go to Gonzaga to study there. Okay. So your degree will not be... It will not say Bishop White Seminary. It will say Gonzaga University. University, okay. Of course, and then, and if you're at Mount Angel, you'll you'll receive degrees, but it will say Mount Angel Seminary. So they're they're that's how they're kind of unique in in that way. Got it. Um, and then we have St. Patrick's in Menlo Park, California, near San Francisco, a very beautiful seminary. We we send men to, and then of course the North American College in Rome. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Now, with of these colleges, maybe ones that like uh, the one at Gonzaga, of course, attached to a university where mm-hmm. you've got you know, students there getting all kinds of different degrees. Mm-hmm. Are there fraternities that seminarians are connected to while they're in college? Well, it's funny you say that because the seminary is basically a fraternity. It is in itself. And even with, within that, um, there is fraternity, just brotherhood is very much encouraged. So when you're in the seminary, at least I, I can speak at least from my my experience at Mount Angel and at, at the North American College at the NAC, you you get broken up into and this is you, you sign up with with your friends, you know, into fraternal groups called Yezu Caritas, where 
you meet together maybe maybe at least once a week, um, check up with everybody, pray for each other. And you can also do things like, hey, we have our Yezu Karatas meeting today, but do you guys want to get together, but go grab, grab dinner, you know, kind of have, just have some fun together. Yeah. Uh, so that's very much uh, encouraged. And I know at least at Mount Angel and at NAC, you have um, fraternal events, like we'll have a party for St. Patrick's Day. We'll have, uh, you know, we'll have um, at Mount Angel, we had like multicultural events to kind of celebrate the universal church, like during Our Lady of Guadalupe or the Santo Nino with the Filipino community or, or Tet with the Vietnamese, uh, the Christmas parties. You know, there's a lot of fun that uh, a guy can have at a seminary because you're, you're meant to be a, a brother too. You, you, sure. and, and it's important, I think, especially in this day and age, it's being encouraged, uh, I know, by our own local shepherd, Archbishop Sample, and by, by various priests, the fraternity. Like, get together with priest friends often, travel together, pray for each other, check in. It's, 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 and that starts in the seminary. Wow, I love it. Deacon Justin joining us today as we have a discussion on seminary, a little bit more of a detailed look to know what our seminarians go through on their journey to the priest. So Deacon Justin, this has been a great conversation. There is more I want to talk to you about, especially when regards to those seminarians who are studying in Rome. I think this is very fascinating. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Sounds good. I am continuing now my discussion of the seminary with Deacon Justin Echeverria. Deacon Justin is joining me today as we take a little bit more in-depth look of the details and the specifics about the young men who are pursuing the priesthood. Deacon Justin, thank you so much for staying with us. Good to be here. Now, you are on your way to the priesthood. You are a transitional deacon. You are doing a pastoral year at Christ the King Church mm-hmm. in Milwaukee, kind of having that uh, experience of pastoral life in in a church with a Mm -hmm. school it's very active but you are also a little in between being in your studies because Mm -hmm. you will be heading back to rome is that correct to finish your studies yes uh beginning this september okay so how does that happen then if you go from a seminary in one of the various mount angel or mundelein or bishop white saint patrick's then how is it that you ended up going to Rome because it seems to me like maybe everybody would go if I had a choice North mm-hmm. American College would be uh, my choice of seminary mm-hmm. so how, how was that then disc- decided that well these priests will be these seminarians will be studying in Rome yeah it's well, it's, it's funny because people still people still ask me like oh are you going because now they'll say oh what, what happens after pastoral year well I'll go back to the seminary and say oh are you going back to Mount Angel I'm like oh, no, actually, I study at the North American College in Rome. I went to Mount Angel, but I graduated from there. So there's that kind of that, that, that connection with like, you know, college nowadays. Like I graduated, so I'm, I'm an alum of Mount Angel, but I don't study there anymore. When it was time for me to graduate, there were, there were four of us that were transitioning from philosophy to theology. There are conversations that we do have with our vocations director. So, and that, back then it was Father Jeff Irvin. Now it's Father Peter Julia. And with our bishop about that. And because and, they, they look at our evaluation and they look at what could help a guy or see where, you know, if, if, if the idea, if there's the option for him to go somewhere else, will it be good for him or detrimental? You know, it depends. Um, so when I was called into the, the archbishop's office, like the principal's office, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was a great conversation. But, um, you know, he said, he said, I'd like to send you to the North American College in Rome for theology. Um, 
but he was very adamant and very open about that. He said, you know, if you go over there and you feel that this is not the right fit for you, please tell us and we'll, we'll, we'll make the proper arrangements and changes. Um, you know, cause it is, Rome is a, is also a unique, you know, I mean, all the seminaries we send to are unique cause you know what, you know, one has a monastery, Mount Angel, one is connected to Gonzaga university, Bishop White, one is right, you know, in beautiful sunny California and, and his own self-sustaining seminary, St. Patrick's with Rome. It's, it's a, it's a bit of a different animal because when you go, for example, you can't come back for the first two years to the U S with exceptions, of course. Okay. Um, if you have the death of a relative or let's say your immediate family member, like your sibling is getting married, you know, there are, there are exceptions of course, but you, you're going to a different country, learning a different language. And, uh, the North American college also the North American college is called a college, but it's not a university that we study at. So over there, college means more like a collegial body of, of men, seminarians living together. So actually the cool connection that NAC has with Bishop White is that just like them, though, it's a little bit of a longer walk. We live and pray and receive our formation at the seminary, the North American college. But for academics, we go to one of the universities in the city. Wow. So, and which university, it depends on the diocese and on the bishop. So for the archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, for your undergrad in theology, we have two options. The Gregorian University, which the classes are all or mostly in Italian, and it's uh, it's a Jesuit-run university, or the Angelicum, which is run by Americans, uh, Dominicans, and their their classes are primarily in English. Uh, so we can choose between them. So my degree will not say Pontifical North American College; it will say the Pontifical Gregorian University. Okay. Interesting. And then when you uh, spent your first two years there at North American College and then to the Gregorian. So I recognize that mm-hmm. the all of the United States are sending their seminarians to North American College. Mm-hmm. When you went to Gregorian University, where most of your classes were in Italian, mm-hmm. was that just the students coming from North American College? Are we talking about students from all around the world from different seminaries and archdioceses all around the world coming to this one university then. Yeah, it was actually like kind of like the experience of Bishop White on a larger scale. It's it's you get a feel of the universal church. So the the knack guys who go to the Gregorian and we call it the Greg sometimes too. Okay. Um my classes are not just with Americans and it could be and it's not just knack Americans. I've had classes with Americans who are religious from religious orders. Okay. To study there. But I have friends who are from, you know, various parts of Africa, from South America, from from Asia. And usually what we try to do is uh, we try to all speak in Italian. That's kind of the lingua franca over there. It's like the, the kind of the universal language there in okay. the classes. I mean, sometimes we speak English to each other or, or Spanish. Um, if I'm speaking to like my friend, sister Anakar, who's from Venezuela, um, she's a religious, uh, sister. I'll try to speak, practice my Spanish with her. Um, but you get that feel of, and it's not just religious and clergy. There's also lay students that study there too. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Dick and Justin Echeverria joining me today as we talk about some specific details about what it's like to be in the seminary. Mm-hmm. So you are now doing your pastoral year at Christ the King. Mm-hmm. How many years now have you been in seminary altogether? 
Yeah, looking back on it, it's, wow, it's... I mean, two, you said 2019, you graduated from Mount Angel. So I entered Mount Angel in 2017, graduated in 2019. So it's basically been five years, two years of of philosophy at Mount Angel, and then three years of theology in in Rome. So three years of the Gregorian while living and receiving my formation at the North American College. Um, and that's also kind of a cool, unique thing too, is your degree is, is it's instead of called uh, an MDiv, a Master's of Divinity, it's called the STB, so a Bachelor of Sacred Theology. It's just how the degree is over there. Okay. Um, but yeah, five years, I would, I would say six because I'm still receiving training just in a different way at the parish. Of course. Um, and because, and Rome also, another uniqueness is it's an extra year compared to everyone else. So my whole formation will probably be about eight years in total if in I total. count the pastoral year. Dakin, once your pastoral year is up at Christ the King, you're going back to Rome. Tell us what that year, that additional year will entail. Sure. So the STB that that I was studying for at the Gregorian was over there, they call it your first cycle of study, sort of, quote unquote, your undergrad, even though it's sort of the equivalent of a master's, but um, but that's the first cycle of study. And the nice thing for Portland, because not every diocese does a pastoral year. So I, my class who I left, are most of them are now priests and they're, they're beginning parish life like as priests. So we're very Whoa. blessed okay. to do it now. Um, but so for, at least for Portland, we get kind of a nice break in the middle. Then when I go back in September, I begin what's called the second cycle of study. So instead of another STB, I'm going to study for an STL, so a license in sacred theology. Now, the first one, STB, was general theology. This is almost like going to med medical school. Now you're doing a specific concentration of theology. It could be scripture, canon law. Uh, I I'm going to go for uh, fundamental and dogmatic theology. Um, church history, anthropology. So there's a lot that you can choose from. And for us, the option opens up of what university you can study at for the second cycle. So in a nutshell, I'm going to go back for two years, one year till priesthood. So September, I'll go back to begin the this academic year as a deacon and my final year as a seminarian. I fly back here next June. So at the end of that, the 23-24 academic year, to God willing and Archbishop willing be ordained a priest in the cathedral here because some people think are you getting ordained in Rome that was diaconate okay priesthood, priesthood will always be here at the cathedral so next June the summer I'll be placed in a summer assignment at a parish for maybe seven weeks to practice being a priest then I return for my final year and the final year is where basically you move into the house called the Casa Santa Maria so you leave the, semin the the North American College, you move into like the priest grad house where only priest students live there, Americans. And that final year is basically you work on your thesis, you celebrate mass, do some traveling, and then you finish the year. So for me, uh, right, so right now, Father Dustin Bussey is finishing up completely. Okay. And uh, the year before that was Father, Father Randy Huang. So I'm following the same trajectory as them. So June of 2025, I am back here for the rest of my life to serve the people of Western Oregon. Oh, That's how <laughs> exciting. Deacon Justin, as soon as I hear of the ordination date for next year, well, I will be sure, along with so many others, we'll get it on our calendar and we will be so happy to celebrate with you, as you said, God willing. 
Deacon, it's been wonderful to talk with you today. You've really just opened up a whole lot of information. We really appreciate it. Thank you for your time today. Before we go, will you end us in prayer and your blessing? Of course. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to gather together to just learn more about a very unique blessing that we have in our church. The journey of a man starting to become a priest in a special place called the seminary. I ask that you bestow your blessing on all seminarians, especially those for this archdiocese. Fill them with strength, endurance, hope, and an ever-increasing love for you. And we entrust the hearts and minds of all seminarians for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon to the care and love of our Blessed Virgin Mary as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us, sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Deacon Justin, thank you so much for your time today. Please continue to keep us in your prayers. We will continue to pray for you. Absolutely. Thank you so much.